Okay, guys, really quick, before we have Alana on the episode, we have some Gus... Business, 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 business. business. I, did you add a business in there? I did five of them, the standard five business, for each business, day of the business, business week. Wait, we do four. Business, 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 business. That, what? Business, 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 business. Yeah, we do four, right? Business, 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 business. Oh my god, this is like the Bernstein, Berenstein, Mandela effect bears, Eddie. <laughs> we lived in the, another universe where you said one more. Okay, <laughs> the business is a uh, new Yikes merch launching today. Here I got, I'm wearing one of them now, check it out. We got these flowers. Um, I just want to say really quick, for real, this is like the hardest, Gus, you know, I've worked on one of the launches. It's like mm -hmm. much more conceptualized by me for it. I'm super, super happy with it. Here's a lot of the items. We got a whole ass sweatsuit, a floral sweatsuit, and some cool ass shirts that I'm really proud of. So um, the link is in the description below or yikeshop.com. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. I just want to let everyone know if you want to support me, I got new yike shit and it's like the, honestly the proudest I've been of any launch. I feel like it's the most professional launch we have. Um, and the shipping's way faster than before. So uh, we, we made some changes and, and that's better. So that's the Gus. The business, 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 business. You business, added another one. Business, business. Let's get on to the. Let's get on the episode. I don't want to turn this into a business. Fight. I swear to God. I usually have a children's applesauce by now. <laughs> I happened to catch a banana right before this, but that's about it. You probably should have done that. Yeah. Um, that's a good call. I I wonder if we should start the podcast on Gus saying I should I would have already had a children's applesauce by now. Oh shit. What do you think about that, Gus? I'm, I mean, it's kind of revealing, but uh, you know they're for adults too. There's no age on the box. Well, so they I put the na if they put children's on the box, that kind of puts an age on the box. Do they do that? I don't know. It's just the way Gus said children's applesauce. Children's applesauce. <laughs> we'll just, Nobody tell, please. Well, that's like the guy who went viral. I think he was a politician of some kind because he was washing his hair with horse shampoo or dog shampoo. But he was like, how was I supposed to know? But it says horse and has pictures of horses on it. Hold on. So I have a so million questions. <laughs> Wait, first off, we got a lot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what are you talking about? A politician that used horse shampoo? Yes. Okay. I googled uh, Twitter horse shampoo. I will find it. I will find it. Yeah, it was um, someone who went viral for using a horse shampoo. It was... Mane and Tail, I believe is the brand. And <laughs> the logo is two horses running. It's like, that's the silhouette. And, you know, if you read it, it says it's for horses. But I guess this guy didn't know and was like, I'm sure a lot of people have made this mistake. I and everyone else is like, not sure about that, mate. Even if you didn't see the logo and didn't see the label horse shampoo, if the brand is called Mane and Tail, like you what? Think. What are you using it to wash for? Like, He's just hyper-masculine. He's like, it. yeah, I got a mane and I got a tail. <laughs> Is the tail part of some weird masculinity? I think so. We're going to all be flexing <laughs> our tails at the gym once everything goes back. So uh, I actually used that shampoo this morning. Wait. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, um, it, I'm sure a lot of people serious? make that mistake. Wait, Gus, hold on. Your laugh sounded too sincere. Are you telling me you're serious? Give me, give me literal No, Gus. Seconds. What? No, Gus. There's no fucking way. What? He, Should I, I don't. I don't. So, uh, yeah, here's the bottle of uh, mane and tail that uh, <laughs> I use every day. Gus. 
fucking serious. Hey, Matt Watson said, hey, I shaved my head for the Super Mega Show, and then I wouldn't fucking grow back, so I used this mane and tail. It was in the regular people's aisle at Target. Read the bottle right now. The original mane and tail and body shampoo for shiny, manageable hair. That's oh, the my God. Only thing it says on there. Hold. Does look at the, the back says. Of horses? Yeah, look at the back says. Directions for human use. That's me. I'm wait, one of those. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Human use. So you are using a horse shampoo and you're using the exact brand Alana just mentioned out of nowhere in the beginning of the episode. That is the truth. Everything that you said up to this point what is the, the truth. No. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding you. I wish you could see the video. It's a you Did you bottle. make a mistake when you bought this, or did you do this intentionally? No, this is my fourth consecutive bottle of Mane and Tail. What? That I've, <laughs> I've oh exclusively used this. I'm just saying, if I was viewing or listening to this podcast, I would not believe... Any I don't. <laughs> no, I think this is completely made up as I can't see it. This, this is so true. Yeah, Gus, send a photo in the Discord right now. All right, I'll do oh it right God. this second. Matt Watson told me, he's like, everybody uses this shit. You got to get it. I'm going to Is this some secret thing that it's like all... Do you think cool- you got punked by Matt Watson? I, that's very possible that Matt was just <laughs> right? kind of fucking bullshitting you, but I don't think <laughs> right? so. Right. I mean, that could be true, but I do have some very shiny manageable hair now as a result. <laughs> you, of know, you know what I... It's going to happen after this episode. I'm going to see a couple of posts on the subreddit like, main and tail user here. Gus, you're absolutely right. I know I'm going to see it on Reddit right Good. after. As you should. I just put it in the Discord. This is my 32-ounce big boy bottle I got. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm looking this right now. slaps. The first the people also ask on Google is, is main and tail good for human hair? And it starts with, however... Mane and tail, a popular uh, brand of horse shampoo, is also used by humans. So, Gus, you just thought, how many? How long have you been using this? Uh, about a year and a half. So, for a year and a half on the yes. podcast, you never thought, like, hey, by the way, I've been using some horse shampoo. Yeah, you didn't feel I like that was good content. S- I had to have fucking said this. I can't believe someone. Can you please? Somebody find a clip of me saying this somewhere. I've been using this shit. I thought it was public knowledge. Wait, so Gus, did you think that this was a regular shampoo with just a horse mascot? Or were you aware this was a horse shampoo? So I knew from the start it was horse shampoo. Because I didn't even consider using this shit until I went... One of the last things pre-pandemic last year, I went out to dinner with Matt Watson and his girlfriend. And he was just like, yeah, man, you got to use some of this mane and tail. It's horse shampoo. Yeah, he punked you for sure. Yeah, that's the exact guy. I'm going to beat the (laughs) shit out of him when I see him again, dude. I I found a tweet that went viral recently, which I guess brought up the mane and tail tweet. It was by uh, Jonathan Kay, who's an editor for Quillette. I don't really know what that is. Um, but he was actually using uh, a dog shampoo. Um, oh, oh, that is interesting. Arm and Hammer Standard of Purity Soothing Oatmeal Shampoo that says for pets. Um, yeah, specifically a, a dog shampoo. And he was like, the, the picture of the dog is really small. Lots of shampoos I use in the past have pictures of waterfalls or people cleaning dishes or gauzily drawn women frolicking in pastures or dudes under waterfalls with chest provocatively projected outwards or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, he kind of went viral for it, but then defended it as though like, hey, anything can have a dog on it. But it looks like he's, <laughs> anything can have a dog on it. It doesn't mean it's for dogs. And then it looks like he's deleted the tweet. <laughs> I like that you could have had a bunch of probably legitimate excuses to kind of meme your way out of there, but he went with, 
Anything can have a dog on yeah. it. Like, that does not... Like, dog food has dogs on it. No. Also, and it, I mean, his original tweet says, this is partly my own fault, but it doesn't help that Arm and Hammer has the word pets in, like, four-point typeface. I'm guessing this is common, and everyone had to be like, it's not. It's <laughs> not, not especially not for, like, for shampoos. Because I haven't seen... And, Gus, I'm glad you know it was a horse one, because I feel like for kid shampoo, you might have, like, a cartoon animal or something. But the second you become an adult, there's no, like, icon unless it's for that thing. I will say, however, in your defense, Gus, regular just buying, like, Dove Men's, or I'm not going to trash that specific company, but, like, Men's Shampoo is probably the shittiest out there. I bet that's better for you than just the regular, like, quote, Men's Shampoo. And I don't know why, why... why isn't there more care in everyone's hair? That's what I don't get. I don't get. understand. I, need I have more two questions. Care. What's up? What's up? One, what aisle was it in when you bought it? The people's That's so aisle? important. It was in the people's aisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in the definitely for humans aisle at Trader Joe's. I'm people's you, shampoo. <laughs> yeah, it was specific, an aisle just for, it just said people related soap. And I went down there and this fucker was on like a little pedestal there. Uh, it's like an that's... acme aisle. Like for <laughs> yeah. You can go. I'm sure if you go into Target, you can see this shit in the regular ass shampoo section too. I believe you. If that was just so insane that you had it right after that, because it was the first I was hearing of Man and Tail, and apparently you've been using. Maybe you mentioned it before, but I never remembered you saying like. Hey, by the way, I use horse shampoo. You feel day. like you'd remember that. <laughs> yeah. I well, think I, it would. I'm just surprised because every time, uh, Eddie, that we've jumped on a video call, you've said, wow, Gus, you have some really shiny, manageable hair right now. And I uh, just thought you knew where it was coming from. Like a so. mane or a tail. Yep. <laughs> like either of those. There's usually um, also someone on a saddle on Gus and he's swatting flies with his tail <laughs> as well. That's the usual. So That's maybe usual. maybe this one's on me. <laughs> <laughs> My second question was going to be, what does it say on the back? You said there's for human use directions. What what does that say? Directions for human use. And I got to dry off the bottle because I just took a shower 40 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> directions for human use. Wet hair and apply mane and tail, trademark shampoo. The amount used will vary depending on the volume or length of hair. Work through hair with fingertips, rinse thoroughly, and follow with an application of the original mane and tail conditioner. What? Interesting. Does it mention horses on the back? Yep, because right underneath that it says directions for animal use. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's about the same You've amount. been using a shampoo that has, and I, I hope, I hope everyone says mane and tail is actually great, but you have been, without really thinking a lot of it, using a shampoo that has for animal use on half of the bottom. <laughs> uh, as the second one, it is under human use. <laughs> Wow. And these animals can't even read, so I feel very confident about that choice. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you think this started because, you know how, like, horse people can be pretty weird? Do you think that one of them showered with the horse one time? I think so. I think I that's think exactly so. the story. And then yeah. it was just around town, you know, she'd be mentioning, like, hey, uh, you know what, Mane and Tail's actually really good for you, too. And everyone was like, I bet she showered with that horse. That's what happened. <laughs> It was a Mr. Hand situation. All right. Cool. Oh, it was really <laughs> fucking bad. That is yeah. a very that is some cursed ass stuff. I don't even want to. Yep. <laughs> That's all we have to say about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how the hell you been, Alana? We're at the home stretch of this G dang thing. Aren't you? Aren't you really glad that you just? It's been a year's worth of hopping into interviews and stuff, and and it having sure people go. Has. How are you? How are you holding? How's your quarantine going? How's that going? It's not even interviews. It's like every. 
call with your family, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, the answer is generally, hey, I have a really cool job and I get to do cool stuff. So while it sucks for everyone, it could be a lot worse. Uh, but also I got my first shot, getting my next one on the 15th. I'm very excited. I, I just want to go see a movie so bad. Oh my God, I cannot wait. What's What's the first big public thing that you want to do after this? I just said... See so, a movie. Oh, you're obviously. seeing a movie. Okay. I guess you don't want to go get snacks at the Dollar Tree next door before the movie to save a buck, but that's fine. Well, I think fine. you still have to be a little bit careful about what you do publicly because even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it. So I want to be like cautious of that. Um, but, you know, I'd love to go to brunch. Just, you know, a classic white girl brunch great. situation. Like, I'm just going to embrace that. Uh, I was going to rent out a movie theater uh, with a bunch of friends. The AMC, fun fact, is doing that for $350. Oh, really? Ooh. You can just rent out a whole theater, 20 people. Which oh, that's cool. Yeah, adds I tried to looking it up before. Ticket. Are there, um, so there, there are like ones kind of in the area around here that you can do that I mean, for? you can do like City Walk. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's cool as hell. Yeah, I know. Um, I uh, don't want to uh, talk too much about the movie because it just came out, but I did see Godzilla v. Kong. And uh, I'm probably going to watch, even though I'm not like, it was, I liked it. It was fun. It was also kind of bad, but I mm-hmm. might watch it again in theaters just to have the experience soon when I can, you know, just That's to see something. That's what I was something. thinking I'd do it for, was exactly that movie, which I have not seen yet, but it looks like those big boys get it into a bit of a ruckus. See, the thing is, the movie delivers on that. And that's all you want. That's all you that's need. Fine. That's fine. Um, don't know why Millie Bobby Brown's there. She was in the last, I, the last Godzilla movie was yeah. I I did not like it at all. I it like it delivered on the big monster fighting, but anytime people were talking, oh man. And Millie Bobby Brown was in that one and I guess they were like she's such an integral part of the last movie. Like <laughs> Godzilla wouldn't have been able to fight without Millie Bobby Brown walking around. <laughs> oh. I I'm still like I'm still super sore that that first Godzilla one like came right on the heels of Breaking Bad and oh, like man. half the promo was like Get ready for some b Rye cranny action. This whole dang thing. Like, it was just all the face shots of him, those big panning sweeps, and then you get in there, and it's like, my boy's dead in like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, he dies real quick. Yep. That I, was very lame. I, I remember in the trailers it said uh, Emmy Award winning b Rye cranny. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I can't wait to see him. He's even going by his cool nickname in this movie. That's what um, all of his friends in the biz call him, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that they made that his on-screen character name, too. So <laughs> kind of took and me out of it. The fact that uh, in the middle of destroying the city, Godzilla went, is that B-Rye Granny from Breaking Bad? <laughs> <laughs> he cleared his throat and said he it said like, real pompous. He was like, is that B-Rye Granny? <laughs> everyone's like, what? Oh, my God, yeah, it totally is. The war just stops momentarily. It was great. Good content. I, w- I was uh, joking when I was watching it yesterday that I would kill for uh, uh, during any type of ruckus between the two, uh, somebody in the city to just look at the camera and go, now that's a Godzilla vs. Kong. And then credits roll. That's all you yeah, I just wanted L. Logan or Jake Paul to show up and try to fight whoever won. That that was my real hope for it. Was that oh my God, whichever it one it is that does the boxing shows up and demands to box Godzilla. I Tag think they team, both dude. do, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that they both just have careers in that kind of now. Because isn't um, cause Jake Paul's doing it like a UFC fight soon, isn't he? I wow. think so. He's fighting somebody. And then... Uh, uh, 
Isn't Logan f- uh, fighting Mayweather? Am I crazy or is that a thing? I think that is a thing. They're like big name fighters now. And it's really, they make a ton of money off of the fact that they know people want to see them get punched in the face. It's, oh, it, absolutely. It's been postponed. Okay, so it was supposed to be on February 20th, but has been postponed. And that's a like, really interesting one. Everyone's like, of course Mayweather's going to destroy him. But right. some like sport experts are like, yeah, but Logan is heavier and younger. I think is what that's, they were saying. That's the like, thing oh, is, absolutely. he's not, you know, a world-class boxer. But the one thing when, when Logan was going into boxing before is I'm pretty sure he was like a state wrestler. Like, he's a fit dude. Um, and mm. I just can't believe they made careers out of that. It's insane. But I want to see that, Godzilla like, breathe fire on them. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. And they're just being legitimized in it by, like, getting to fight Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's wild. It's getting past the point where it's like a meme, honestly, because it's like at some point, you know, hey, you're you're doing a lot of fights, you're getting some big gigs and stuff. It's like you do be kind of a fighter, though. You yeah, know? Like, I think I think nuts. they had really not record breaking, but like really good pay per view numbers, which just means I guess they're legit. You know, you tell any of the mm-hmm. like executives doing that stuff that they bring in money, and then you're a fighter, I guess, immediately. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess. Alana, you ever been in a fight? I don't think I have, you know. I have to think about it because, like, I don't know, I'm Australian. Just, a lot of stuff goes... People just be fighting each other in the streets out there, you know. It's like, maybe. Um, no, I don't think I ever have. It's... Like, maybe someone tried to steal a hair tie from me while I was still wearing it once in high school. Oh, but I didn't fight back. What so. ass, dude. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Some shit. Do you think you could do, you could do all right in a fight? Because I've never been in a fight. Not that I want you to fight me because I'd probably lose, but... I, you know, I've we on the other side of the looking glass have to look through and be like, oh, can I win a fight? Do you have confidence in yourself? No, I have really bad asthma and I have like weak wrists because I have tendonitis. And then I recently got in a motorbike accident that messed up both my hands. So I feel like it would be like it would be like beating up a disabled person. You just damn, you could kick pretty well though. Yeah, yeah, I could probably get some kicks out. Don't forget yeah, about kicking. Good. There's the one unforgettable move, and <laughs> Gus, I'm sure you're familiar with it too, because I'm sure you used it on Sven, where you just punch and kick and just flail your limbs as you walk forward. Nobody can yep. defend it. There's nothing you can do if you're just constantly stepping forward, kicking, and flailing your arms in punches, because there's too <laughs> much to block. I don't right, know that's why. That's a good tip. How to hit fast? Yeah, Logan, <laughs> Logan should use it against Mayweather. <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be screaming like Creed in the office when he does the strike scream run. Just run at him like, yep. Ah! That's pretty much it. <laughs> you can, you can mix the scream in so you're really striking and screaming, and the run is at the person you're trying to get. So you combine <laughs> all three. <laughs> This is great. This is how uh, people who play video games uh, discuss how they're going to get in fights. Uh-huh. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. this is. I uh, dated a guy in high school who was six foot seven, and he did oh kickboxing. God. He was massive. Um, and people, because he was so tall, would just try to fight him in the street. Like, just, just really any interval, some guy who thought he was real tough would try to fight this boyfriend. And... Because he did kickboxing, what he would do would just be kick people. But it came to a point where at the gym they had basically like registered the force of his kick, and it was basically equivalent to a minor car crash. And they oh were like, "Yeah, God. you can't, you can't kick anyone. You need to not do that." So if someone tried to fight him, he would generally back up, and I'd be like, "You're gonna, you're gonna kick them." But we've established <laughs> now that you could maybe break all of their bones if you did. 
So oh, yeah. you kind of just got to sit there and not fight anyone, even though apparently anyone who has anything to prove just tries to fight someone if they're 6'7". So are you saying he that was told he, it was pretty much illegal for him to kick somebody? Yeah, they said that he'd probably get in a lot of trouble if he kicked someone. That's yeah. so cool to carry around as a badge. Where it's, it's like somebody's <laughs> trying to threaten you and you're like, buddy, if I kicked you, I might go to jail because of the force. <laughs> That's crazy. That's my insane. kick is a registered weapon is effectively <laughs> what it was. Yeah, it was wild. That is nuts. Have, have mm-hmm. you, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but I know there's an older documentary. It's something like Punch or like Punch of Death or One Punch or something like that. It's not One Punch Man. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, may actually guess. It's about yeah. this guy who in one punch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's all about like these like incidents about people that, you know, where some fucker comes up to him in the street or something and they just punch him and the guy falls back and like hits his head and dies and it's just all these people that get in these minor scraps that inadvertently result in somebody dying, and then their life is Jeez. gone because it's like, oops, fucking killed a guy on accident. Well, yeah, I, I mean, the dead them. guy's life is gone, but then also the person who punched someone is like exactly. jailed for that. I just, oh man, I can't imagine what a nightmare. Can you imagine? That's how it's gonna go with my luck. Is I'm gonna get in my first fucking fight, and I'm not even gonna hit the guy <laughs> hard, but there's gonna be like a newspaper floating by that hits him in the eye, and he falls and hits his head on a Chicago Tribune mailbox and bleeds <laughs> out or something. I mean, that's terrifying. Just trying to hit someone and then having them them die would be absolutely mortifying for every single body involved. Anytime yeah, there's a type of discussion like this, I always think about how Houdini died. And it's crazy to me how Houdini died. You guys know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? No, mm-hmm. how did Houdini die? Because I believe, and I could be butchering this, so uh, so I'll Google it right after. But Houdini had a thing where he would like prep himself and like like flex and tell somebody to punch him in the stomach as hard as they could. And then I think somebody had heard he did that and punched him without him being able to brace. And I think it fucked up something like one of his like kidneys or something like that. Whoa. I'll look it up. Hold on one second. Wow. Houdini death. Well, I don't know. I've got still alive. Logan Mayweather currently on my Google. <laughs> gone straight to Houdini death. I've probably mentioned this on the podcast. Yeah, he, his appendix burst. Let me see. Um, From a punch? Let me see if this is just a... I did not immediately... Wait. He was rushed. To the, did it just burst, or did he get punched? Is that just a random story? Wow, he does not look how I expected him to look. Right? Mm-hmm. He looks it's like a just a little weird, wiry little guy, like doing magicy shit. He looks like Steve Brule. He does look like oh, Steve Brule. I think that was false. What I heard, he was he was hit by a piece of equipment while being restrained in his uh, Chinese water torture cell. Oh yeah, no, that will get you. Yeah, oh, man. Wow. That night he began to speak of stomach cramps. Yeah, that'll do it to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I tried How? to cut back on that. Where did I hear this punch thing? This is sounds like absolute bullshit. That I, I mean, maybe he injured himself from that somehow. Yeah. You know, or you were on the internet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> one I other. think I heard this like when I was a kid, though. So I might have just been mm. extra wrong. I'm gonna search. How Houdini does everyone punch. know who Houdini is? Like I, we all just know that name. But I, I had don't that feel conversation like like recently. In pop culture. Well, I mm. think it's carried over from our parents' generation of knowing mm. who Houdini is. I feel like, and I could be totally wrong. Younger Gen Z people might not know who Houdini is, but I he's just got a name that kind of has a ring to it. So maybe it'll just last because of the name. Houdini. Apparently, he was actually born as Eric Weiss, so it's not even his real name. Uh, actually yeah i'm sick of these liars 
Hmm. So you I went from Eric Weiss that... to Eric Weiss to Harry Weiss to Harry Houdini. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I have a friend with that exact name that was weird to hear in that context. Is he Houdini? Yeah, dude, he might be. What? I think he's only like 30-something, though, but, uh, you yeah. <laughs> Okay. Actually, I was not wrong about the punch. So that was, I believe, on October 11th when he got his stomach damaged. On October 22nd, 1926, he agreed. So I think this is after he's already complaining about stomach pains. He agreed to be punched in the gut multiple times when a student asked if he could resist the pain. Which, first off, what conversation was that? and he was sitting on a couch because of his broken ankle when five blows were delivered to his abdomen that night he began to speak of stomach cramps so yeah he was just some student came up and was like hey you think it would hurt if i hit you five times in the stomach (laughs) (laughs) that's how he died i guess so it's like a theory for why his appendix might have burst so Wow. It's in the same article that I was just reading the other thing. So it was like involved in the conversation. I mean, it's not that long ago that that did kill people. What He died in 26. Like mm-hmm. people's appendix did just used to rupture inside of them. And then they're just dead. So like humans are real fragile. Yeah, Dude. I was thinking about that. Even the fact that like we have vaccines is full sci-fi future bullshit. Like yeah. we, we are mm-hmm. currently in the future, obviously, of like, I, I think... Uh, like where the middle of human life would probably be for advancement is like what the 1500s and then now we are in full future mode now I think that we are even though we don't feel like we are effectively cyborgs right now in that we constantly have pieces of tech that are attached to us more often than they are not and I feel like you know the way that evolution works is supposed to be that you develop as things that needed that's a super restrictive way of talking about it but i feel like we we aren't going to necessarily continue to evolve because we're now just depending on technology and tools to evolve for us instead so like humans are sort of done here and we're now just all cyborgs who are attached to phones like they talk about when the robots take over the future as though we aren't all already constantly catering to ai and algorithms they already control everything we do we're just like but it's not the my... future yet because I can't fly in a car. Exactly. Yeah, this my doesn't look like Blade then, Runner. If you're playing like Call of Duty against somebody, are you essentially mm-hmm. doing cyborg fights? That's my question. Ooh. You playing shoot, or shooting any video game against somebody? Is is Among Us a cyborg murder mystery? Who knows? Whoa. I yeah, I'm I'm all right with it. It's just virtual cyborg mystery. Because we're it's still also... controlling it, and then we're also speaking. So like yeah. That's but I'm it's also about. still catering to an algorithm, especially in the case of like a Call of Duty, but I guess more extensively to like a FIFA Ultimate team, where the game is constantly getting feedback on the way that you play and deciding which lobby to put you in and trying to find ways to get your retention to stop you from playing a different game and then figuring out how to make you spend money. And like, we're just like, okay, have this information about me. I'll keep going. That's that I want, ridiculous. I want a redo mm-hmm. of the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, but it's him just trying to play FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you truly battle a computer is avoiding a gambling addiction. <laughs> it's just him going, ah, shoot, I should have my kid tell me how to play this before. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dude, Alana, I have to... Wait, sorry, Gus, you want to go ahead? Well, I, my final point on that, too, is I was just saying on the further point, like, uh, it's it's crazy to even look around you physically, and you can see that, like, so many objects around you are physical manifestations of an algorithm. You know, I'm looking at the shit in my room, and I'm like, mm. I bought that because it was recommended to me. I, met, I Even products that I, I remember, like, 
talking about and they were recommended and then i was like oh that's weird i'm getting an ad for that i've bought that it's in my room now that's it's fucking super wild weird like i don't get ads on instagram for some reason and i don't know why but i've never even once had an ad on that app and Wait, i keep, what? yeah i just don't get ads on instagram that's I, so I, lucky holy shit i know I wonder if maybe it's because I made my account in Australia, but it recognizes that I live in the U.S. and it doesn't know what to do with the market or something. Mm. I have no yeah. idea. But I feel like that's the thing that I, I'm f- super frequently lately. I'm hearing people be like, oh, I bought this on Instagram. And it's like, that's the thing about a product like Instagram is, you know, you can go on Twitter and complain about features all you want, but it ultimately doesn't matter because you're not the actual customer for Instagram. If you're not spending money, you're not a customer. The customer is the people who are buying your sales data. Right. It is the people mm-hmm. who are running those ads. And you're just like willingly giving them that information and being like, okay, I post a pretty picture. Yeah. It sucks too because <laughs> their, their ads are so good. Like I'll They're be scrolling small. and I'm like, Damn, that's a cool shirt, but I can't. I can't do it. But I'm saying <laughs> I that around like I have my phone. That with t-shirts all the time. I'm like, do I need another t-shirt though? Uh-huh. I don't yep. think I need another t-shirt. Especially when you buy them on Instagram too, because it's like or any anything that isn't like a regular mainstream like merch thing. Uh, you, you'd get it, and then typically for me, it's like it's the end of the night, and you're just like, oh damn, that looks pretty cool. Bye, and then it'll <laughs> show up like six weeks later, and you're just like. <laughs> And it's new the first time when you get it because you don't even remember it from the Instagram ad. You go, oh, I'm a fan this of that. Dang thing. You get surprised by your own purchases, like you bought yourself a gift from the past. Yeah, like look it. at me. Good looking wow, out, Wow, I treated myself. <laughs> that was, I, I had to stop doing it. I would, uh, like, get late at night when I was booking a flight and I'd be way more in the mood to treat myself with, like, extra leg room or something. And I would wake up and be like, I didn't need to be in the exit How row. Why did that? I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm uh, I was going to say, I'm so upset because during COVID stuff, I saw just based off the websites that basic economy had disappeared from most of the companies. And unfortunately, when I was looking at going back home in the summer, basic economy has returned, which made me furious because I thought it was gone forever. Wait, um, what do you mean by gone? Like it was not an like they had economy, but you know, basic economy was the more recent new one where they don't even let you pick a seat and they don't let you have a carry on oh. and like the the super stripped down one. And I don't think they could afford to do that during COVID, but it's wow. already, it's already back. So Damn. unless it was it was there during and I just didn't see it, but I was I I despised that uh, like fully stripped down economy. We didn't think no, we could have less. Worst. What, am I, what do you mean I can't take a bag on a flight? I know. What? What, what am I supposed to do? It's ridiculous, dude. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to fly home in May. Um, mm. It's all approved from work, and I get to work remotely and all that stuff. But it is minimum right now $4,000. Oh, my God. And I know. And they also suggest that if you don't want to have your dates be flexible, that you go business, which pushes it up to, like, almost 10 oh my uh, and i'm God. going home because hell? my sister's pregnant so if they were like hey uh we're pushing you two weeks then i would in theory miss her childbirth so i was like do i just like save aggressively hard and finally do the raid shadow legends ad read they keep emailing <laughs> me about <laughs> and just finally say yes so i can go home like i feel like it's so if, expensive if you wow. said for a raid shadow legends ad all that information i feel like people would be like that's fine. Fair play. You're, you're yeah. okay. <laughs> I'll join you're allowed you on the to go home for your sister. Yeah. Yeah. What, what for like normal, do you know, what are the kind of like range of normal prices for that flight then? 
I feel like I usually expect about 18, 1800 return. Okay. So that's like, it goes over occasionally, but I feel like, you know, I've, I've had as cheap as $900, which is really rare when there's a mm. sale. And that's what I tend to do is just constantly, I use this app called Hopper, um, just constantly year round, look at flights to Australia to see the cheapest way that I can go home. When there's a sale, I'll just book it and be like, okay, this is the two weeks that I'm going home then for whatever's the cheapest amount that I can do it for. But like $4,000 is the cheapest right now. It doesn't get any oh, cheaper. Man. And then it's also really complicated in that because they have mandatory two-week quarantine, which, you know, the basically like the government picks you up from the airport in Australia and then puts you in a hotel. It's not like a stay-at-home thing. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful about which city I fly into um, because ideally if I could quarantine at home, then my dad could like bring me food. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he can't come into the hotel, you could like leave it outside. But it looks like I probably have to quarantine in Sydney, which is just like cool. I'm in Sydney for two weeks. Uh, in a hotel. Sure, yeah, Great. can't do anything. <laughs> it's Cheapers. it's very complicated. Like I don't know why I didn't expect it to be, but when I went to look at flights, I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Is it more <laughs> because so it's international travel right now, and it's just like for sure. Okay, yeah. got it. It's also like really restricted. Like I can right. get into the country, but when I leave, I have to submit an application. It's all like. Very, very complicated. They don't want citizens going anywhere, basically. Dang. Mm. What do you uh, do? You have like dual citizenship at all, too, or like what's the status? Nah, there? I'm on a visa. Uh, citizenship is very hard to get. I don't think I'm even eligible yet. Um, but I did get a text from my business manager today, being like, "Hey, we're going to stop processing a green card application. It could take 24 months." It's like, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Start that up there. Yeah. Users. Um, it's difficult. Good. Oh, I just remembered it was the question I was going to ask before. Alana, can mm. you even, can you list the amount of places that people know that you've worked at? Because, like, wow. there are so many of them, and I if don't. Places I've actually worked, the uh-huh. ones that people know of are really just, like, IGN and Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go broader to, like, stuff I've done, um, it's most things <laughs> in the games yeah. industry, I think. But like actual full-time employers would be would be those two. But in Australia, I also worked on uh, international television and and radio, and then magazines and stuff. That is when wild. I started out as a writer. That is wild. What what has your experience been like in more traditional media versus more kind of new media, like the work that you've been doing more recently? Uh, well, I'm currently a video game writer. I work at Sony Santa Monica Studio. Which um, is crazy. I saw that announcement and I was cool. like, holy shit. Because I, I became obsessed with God of War in the last uh, since 2018. So, like, that's it's a good insane. Game. Yeah. It's a good game. Um, so, I mean, that I've done creative writing before. And I have worked on video games before. I had worked on some animated stuff. Um, I had done more creative writing at Rooster Teeth, which is a big part of why I wanted to work there versus IGN, which was just entirely journalism for the mm. most part. Did sometimes do creative writing, but not very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, working on a video game is like a whole other thing that I <laughs> can't talk about at all. But I absolutely love it. Like it's it's wonderful, and I work with such a cool team of people and. Like getting to work with so many people who are so skilled in vastly different ways is probably the coolest thing about working at a AAA game studio. It's like all these people, you know, I think we have like over 400 employees are working on completely different things with different backgrounds they had to like study for and, and get years of experience for because you don't work at a AAA studio unless you've done it for a long time. And, I, you know, you just talk to someone who like whose job it is to work on a certain kind of physics or a certain kind of lighting. And like, that's the whole thing that they've known for the last decade. And it's, it's just so cool to be like, oh, my God, all you people are so smart at things that no one knows how to do outside of this particular facet of the industry. It's 
very, very, very cool. That is why I would imagine that would be such a uh, just contagious environment for like feeling motivated and wanting to be super productive and stuff when just everyone's just on their A game like that. It, yeah, it totally feels that way. Whereas, like, you know, I worked with a lot of really wonderful people at IGN, but also just, like, some of those people were real lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you can get away with any of that kind of thing when you work in uh, AAA game development. Right, it's like, yeah. everyone is, is really on it. And, then, yeah, it's the coolest thing. I mean, I'm a person who I just really love to learn. Like, any anything that I don't know that I have access to learn about, um, that's that's the the intent is I'll just like ask people and be like how does this work how does this work and I feel like I have like 400 people to interview about what they do mm-hmm. it's so cool big fan dude that is awesome that's, that's where so actually awesome. now because yeah we have um, uh, a couple of our friends uh, formerly worked at uh, Naughty Dog and it was during mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 and we haven't seen them really since you know like COVID hit and I feel like now I have a million questions for them because they can talk about it you know like where yeah. before I was like well I don't I don't want to get any leaks on it I just want to know how the pro- what the process is like you know so now yeah. I can finally have like a conversation about it when it's not you know one of the most uh, anticipated games like of all time coming out. Still definitely a hot talking point. Still yeah. a lot of people talking about that game. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. I think th- so people had some opinions and uh, that's I as saw far just as yesterday say. somebody on Twitter said that it was like SJW political trash, but their reason for it was one that I had not seen before, and it was just that Ellie doesn't have big boobs. They were like, the decision to make Ellie <laughs> flat-chested was very so, political. Was it? Was <laughs> or it, do humans no. just not always have huge boobs? That's Super so fascinating. Weird. It's, and yeah. that makes, that's especially weird because of the first game. You know what I mean? Like, it's Why already a weird that? thing to say, yeah. but it's especially super weird because of the first you game. You groomed a video game character, yeah, bro. Like, don't, exactly. Don't Jesus be doing Christ. that. But I will say, I don't want to... I, I just remembered, Gus, that you did not play the game. So, sorry for the spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie doesn't no. have... <laughs> Ellie, sorry about that. <laughs> Ellie doesn't have, quote, giant knockers, according to that guy. <laughs> Big mommy milkers. <laughs> <laughs> You've made my decision easier. <laughs> I guess I gotta go buy a, a different game. It's just oh. dead or alive. It's just Why? dead or alive. <laughs> Why was mommy milkers trending on Twitter, like, yesterday, by the way? Did you? I think you and Phil both tweeted about that. I saw yeah. two different mommy milkers trending. I don't know. Did you click on it? I didn't. I just too screenshot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to look at the mommy. <laughs> I don't. I'm too really scared of what to I would find. Really hard to figure out why things are trending. I don't know if it's just me that has that problem, but I'll be like, okay, like so. It says bad baby is tweeting or trending right now. Oh, it's because she made an OnlyFans. Okay, that one I figured out pretty quick. Welp. Uh, but a lot of the time when you click on it, it's just like gives you a bunch of top tweets that are referencing yep. the trend, but it pushes them so far down that you're like, I don't even know why it's trending anymore. My I've, guess for I Big Mommy it. Milkers would be because of the, uh, what is she like? I don't remember her exact height. The very tall um, model who cosplayed as a vampire oh. lady. That was probably why. Okay. She, I feel like she's associated with Big Mommy Milkers as a phrase. <laughs> that would be completely sense. On the same cultural zeitgeist there. I'm glad. I think Twitter corrected it now. They're a little better now. But do you remember, especially when they started having the trending and then the headline inside the trending click link, where, like, 
you'd see somebody's name was trending and it would try to auto pick a new article, but it would be something from like three weeks ago. So somebody would like <laughs> die and the article was like, they made a real show on the red carpet. It's like, that's not why they're trending. That's not the article. That's so Again, wrong. The robots are even in control of the way we consume news. Yep. No, fuck them. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> All right. How's about we get into a couple of, uh, preguntas over yes. here. Okay. That's, that means questions for our viewers. You. That means questions in English. So uh, if you haven't learned every, that by Every now, week they're like, we have no idea that what that means. Can you please explain it? And we do it every week just to make sure they know. Our, our, okay. our listeners That's are good. very dumb. And yeah, so but also very well served, apparently. You're doing a great job. Very kind of you. Anyway, uh, ask us a question on Twitter. Uh, at No, Alana, you got one of the best Twitter ads here. Am I saying this right? Char Alanazard? Yeah, it's perfect. You nailed it. Boom, right on the head there. Amazing. At Charlonazard, at Eddie Burback, at Gus Buckets, and ask us your dang questions. Um, here's one for you, Alana, from at Hector Was Taken. Uh, Alana, what was one of your most notable stories that you worked on? I work as a small town reporter, and I'm surprised when there's big bombshell stories here. Curious to know what stuck out to you during a time as a journalist. Uh, I actually one time uh, happened to be in Thailand while uh, Rihanna was there. Um, and though this was not my facet of journalism, I have done, you know, a bunch of different kinds of journalism while I was trying to get my degree. Um, I reported on her taking pictures with uh, an endangered species of animal because it like blew up uh, in Thailand. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like a very weird one to pick, but it like it, it was just great. while I was there and like really blew up in my face. And so like I reached out to uh, uh, an organization that was, you know, for the conservation of, of animals and was like, What's happened here and why is everyone so upset? So that was like a really weird thing to just like get very big. Um, yeah, did also have to do court reporting for a while as part of my degree. And some of that was like, you basically just go to a courtroom and have to, you know, just listen to a trial to then report on it. Uh, and one of them was like this guy who had given the person behind him money. Like he was like trying to pay it forward. So he did this really nice thing, which was like, I think the person behind him said he didn't have any money or whatever. Um, but then upon leaving the store, like for some reason, knocked over this giant stand of orange juice and like started pegging like just items at people. So it's like this this bizarre thing of this hmm. man doing something that seems really nice and then like turning into some kind of gorilla where he just knocked shit over what? and started throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird and <laughs> just like really strange. So he just um, like kind of snapped out of nowhere? Yeah, it was really odd huh. to like hear people talk about because they were like, well, he seemed like a really sweet dude and then he just like went crazy once he'd already paid for his stuff. Like he had checked out, I think it was an Aldi. Uh, super weird. Um, but then the stories that I like, I think I liked covering the most were always, uh, IGN let me take a very long time to write certain things if they were like for very good topics. And some of them were like, I interviewed, you know, a ton of developers in different facets of the industry about, uh, how the single player gaming landscape is evolving and mm -hmm. the idea behind like losing multiplayer games and also, uh, the effects that things like Twitch have had on game development. And that stuff I always just really love because it's like getting to talk to, like I said, like a lot of experts mm -hmm. about something people don't necessarily understand. So that stuff is the stuff that I like the most is like very investigative reporting that took me a really long time. Um, but yeah, the, the craziest one would probably be the Rihanna one because it was so bizarre and just happened in real time while I happened to be in Thailand on a holiday. That is so wild. Was it that like, she wasn't at like a sanctuary or something. It was, uh, it was like on, the the implication was that she had sourced the animal like I'm now not remembering it correctly because it was so long ago but uh -huh. uh, that she had 
made effort to take a picture with this animal, yeah, was not in a protected space. Ah. And then by posting it, got in a lot of trouble and got the person who had given it to her in a lot of trouble. And they had to like launch this investigation of how she had even been around this kind of animal, basically. Damn. Good mm. girl gone bad. Really does mean a lot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's, I don't want Gus That's to write what the headlines song's based on. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a great journalist. Can I write the headlines? You do all the work. I'll just come up with Rihanna. It'll <laughs> do the next one. It has nothing to do with Rihanna. I was like, ugh. Makes me feel like I'm in Disturbia. It's like, Dude, you're cramming it in here. i got to stop. Uh, yeah. It was. Hang on. I just found it. It was a slow loris. Oh, I know those little things. They're real cute. They're real cute. And yeah, basically the animal keepers were arrested because they, they let Rihanna take a selfie with it. Aren't those um, the ones that you can't, like, you scratch them and their arms go up, and that actually means, oh, fuck you, I'm in pain, stop doing that, or something? I don't so, know. Don't know much about them. I'm going to so search Slow Scratch real and cute. see what comes up. Uh, yeah, she posted an Instagram with the caption, look who was talking dirty to me. Um... So apparently, quote, tickling is a nightmare for slow horses, which oh, is, no. oh, no. They, they, it looks like they raise their arms, yeah, Gus, in a cute way, but they're not happy. They're in pain. That's so awful. Spread oh. the word, people. Don't be I tickling hope, no slow horses. Yeah, what I hope the, Rihanna didn't do it. <laughs> That's no, got to be. Photo with it. Dude, she dead. I, I bet she tickled it, though. Let's be real. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> why, are you so, why are you so sure? Just, I mean, I'm looking at that guy, too, and I'm like, I wouldn't be able to resist that thing. Like, <laughs> don't thing. even Don't put one in most front of me. people would tickle it. Yeah. Gus, That's even be... with the knowledge of knowing it's a nightmare, he's like, it's real cute, though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've got to give you a scratch, bro. I can't help it. One of the worst evolutionary, like, uh, milestones to reach i feel like like that is the worst defense mechanism ever that's like the equivalent of the puss in boots eyes where you just look so cute that you want to get in there but it's just fucking torture i feel bad yeah that's awful have you ever felt like you've seen something so cute that you like just want to squeeze it yeah what is that there's a name to that feeling i think but it's really bizarre (laughs) i share this fact all the time because it's just one of my favorites is uh that feeling is you recognizing that something has an exceptional amount of power over you and it is an urge to kill it. Oh, so if you like what? look at a puppy and you're like, I just want to squeeze it, that is a, a biological urge for you to literally murder it that you are trying to repress because your, your brain recognizes, oh no, this thing has way too much influence over how I feel. So self-defensively, I need to kill it. Wow. Same as it happens with babies as well. Yeah. So then why does it actually like coincide with so many like pleasure centers of your brain? You know, like you see a dog and your heart melts and you just want to go like love it up and stuff though. Like why? I'm wondering what bridge there is. That part of it is because you're trying to protect it. So like, you know, we all think babies are cute, not necessarily because babies are cute, but because we needed to have something biologically to make sure that we would not kill off all the young. And I think that probably the same thing applies to dogs, which obviously were bred from wolves. So over time, seeing a dog is, is something that wasn't supposed to exist thousands of years ago when all of this stuff was more important. Um, so now it's probably just something that we constantly look like look at as though it's like that puppy state of like, it's extremely cute and I must protect it so that Damn. it doesn't die out. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's just like you're supposed to be at odds with yourself on that of like, but also it has too much power over me and it must die or I will do anything <laughs> for it. It's, it's wild. You've yeah. uh, you've mentioned like uh, some evolutionary sciences stuff a couple times during the uh, podcast here. Are you like super into science and shit? Yeah, I just wouldn't uh, wouldn't take anything I say as fact. <laughs> it's all secondhand or like, like procuring a lot or whatever. Of, oh, sorry, what were you saying? 
Oh, it's definitely something I pay a lot of attention to, but I always like I I definitely speak about it too freely as something that I have not studied, and I'm always like I could be forgetting half of this shit. So take everything as, as anyone not listening true. Has, has grown accustomed <laughs> to not trusting any facts or anything that's said on this podcast. So you're Excellent. all good. <laughs> Excellent. This is like oh, yeah. 2009 Wikipedia for people, where all your teachers were like, "Do not use this. That is the equivalent of this podcast. Is like you have to verify <laughs> everything that you see on that goddamn thing." <laughs> Uh, I got I got another G-Dang Pregunta here for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, at Aranu asks, being a public personality on the internet comes with a bunch of customs and caveats. If you could get rid of one quote-unquote requirement for your job without changing what you do, what would it be? Huh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose I, you... Yeah, what were you going to say, Eddie? I was going to say I would close to eliminate... I, there's a part of my brain that still looks at at like comments and Reddit threads and stuff, and I wish I could just flush that right out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. like the, a lot of it is super like great, but I wish that especially even like the YouTube app wouldn't show the three most recent comments of everyone. You know, like saying stuff right away. Not that it's like bad ever, but I just wish I could not have my like any joy interrupted by stuff like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Absolutely. People are lovely. I'm just saying occasionally there's a comment where I'm like, I'm t- shit, yeah. you know? In the days down the shitter. I sometimes can't even use Reddit organically anymore because I follow, you know, like gaming news pages or whatever. And then I'll click into a thread and I'll see a comment about myself that I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I just can't use this website now. Um, not yeah. not casually, at least. I'm like, I just wanted to be here and have a good time. Yeah. Um, I hate that kind of shit. Yeah, I Reddit feel like speaks with such conviction too, and it's just like fuck you guys. That's the problem. Dude. Yeah, we so talked about lying. it last week. If somebody somebody will say something confidently wrong about you, and then you're like, "What do I do?" Like then everyone it's, will believe it. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I I don't want to be in this random Reddit thread commenting on like a post with one upvote, but they said it like it was real, and I want people yeah. to know. I've I've said this before. The I think the strangest thing about being a public figure is watching people lie about you. Like, complete mm-hmm. nonsense. Watching other people believe it, and then having to accept that you can't actually correct any of those lies because there are too many of them. So you just have to be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that person's saying that, and these people believe it for no reason. Yep. Alrighty then, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going to partake in any of this. It is wild. And you yeah. ever do you ever feel like sometimes, too, like, God, I'd hate for, like, family or friends or some shit to see this, because it's like, especially folks that, like, do not that are not as plugged into like these industries that we work in and stuff, you know, like I've had relatives and stuff mention just weird shitty listicles that they've seen me in or be like, Oh, I looked up your net worth and it says, blah, blah. and I'm just like, what the fuck are you <laughs> yeah. looking at right now? My like, dad gets really upset. Like yeah. some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he's seen, he gets like very upset about it. He's like, they can't, they can't say this about you. And I'm like, they can say whatever they want. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. I feel like I don't know how to answer this question because in theory, you know, my job is, uh, writing a video game and so i could actually just piece out from all of it but um game dev doesn't pay that well so i try to make sure that i can at least pay rent by also doing other things is is one part of it um but i feel like leaving twitter would be my my one thing that i would do by choice is like if i didn't need to be on there for you know part of it's like networking or or just like talking with friends which can be very fun um but also Mm -hmm. for business reasons i feel like i would just piece out of twitter real fast 
It's that'd a, be nice. It's a lot. Yeah. That, Twitter's just such I, a huge resource, but yeah. Yeah. One yeah. thing I, ch- I changed with my Twitter stuff a couple of, or about probably a year ago, it was, I think pre the uh, COVID stuff is I stopped just like putting um, like opinions I had out there sometimes, you know, where I knew like if I wanted to talk about a movie that I knew was controversial, I weirdly like, I liked kind of discussing it with people, but then I noticed like, that's Twitter. People won't go for the discussion and it'll get a rise out of me too. So I just was like, I'm going to go mostly jokes all the time unless it's something really important, you know? That's what I'm doing too. It's mostly just like tweet a joke a day and then, and then leave. But I actually just changed my notifications so that I just bumped, excuse me. I don't even know where that came from. I haven't eaten anything. Uh, I mostly, oh no, I I 100% now my, my notification filters are just people I follow. So I don't see anything from anyone else at all. Uh, which has been very nice. Because um, it just, after like some of the stuff that happened over the last two weeks, both with people that I know and with like complete strangers, is like just, I don't, you know, the, the guy with the cereal, with the shrimp in the cereal? Oh, yeah. yeah that whole thing. I didn't even see that happen. I just heard about it. Um, but that was like a, okay, this dude then kind of got canceled just because he went viral. And it's like, did I need to know that this man who had some cereal fiasco was shitty to work with? I no. feel like I needed that information. I feel the, like like if he was in a position of power where he could be ongoing hurting people or something, I would understand why people would want to express that. Uh, but and, and maybe he could. Maybe I don't have that context. But to me, it was just like this man went viral. And so people were like, he was shitty. And I'm like, I didn't need to know either of these things. I didn't need to know about his cereal. And I didn't <laughs> need to know about how this complete strangers is at work. I think he was like some kind of producer or something. So maybe, mm. but still even, yeah, the general feeling is like, Man, I just wanted to hear about the the shrimp in the cereal. I didn't need a mm-hmm. whole saga about it, it's you know. Like it's it's where like it's fine that it happened, but I don't want to see it or hear about it. You know, it's like yeah, there's, it's, there's value in talking about that stuff. It's just the the cyclical nature of it is like somebody blows up and then they must be destroyed. And like, okay, well, could we destroy them? I don't know in ways that are at least like productive or or actually progressive. Like I feel like the the a lot of it is we get very mad at people but don't actually care if they apologize or want them to learn we just want them to quit the app entirely and we'll harass mm. them until they do and it's like i just ugh. <laughs> and i don't think it's a problem with pc culture or anything like that i think it's just a uh, human nature you know we used yeah. to stone people in the streets for suspected adultery this is just this happening with millions of people that are watch it's just humans like taking down other humans mm-hmm. and when you don't have to throw a stone but you can just click a button it's so much easier to do that without right. realizing that's like you're tossing onto a pile like yeah. and, and again without even put applying it to any specific person or situation it's just like people have that ability to do that information is really difficult to validate regularly yeah. and you, you might just be one guy hucking a comment on there or slapping a like on there but maybe a thousand other people do it and that person notices it and that really fucks their day up or their week up and you know who knows what else happens like it's just it's shitty it's fucking shitty yeah yeah, yeah. i mean look i don't want to go back to stoning people in the streets well that's least, gus that gus does people. gus says it all the time he says we should go back to i got all these stones i need to get rid of <laughs> He got, he's like, big order of stones just came in. I'm itching to <laughs> Let's make it happen. Bring it back. Shipping. Hey, you uh, you seen a glass house anywhere near here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go live in that. Uh, Alana, you've been doing a lot more Twitch stuff lately at all? Or what's uh, what's been uh, some of your personal project stuff schedule? Uh, I just partnered on Twitch a month ago. Also Ayo. not partnering. Yeah. 
pretty exciting. I like mm-hmm. didn't do it for a year and then just decided to um, virtually all of the income. I still need to figure it out in terms of taxes, but we'll go towards the charities that I try to raise money for every month. So that's the plan. Um, but other personal projects, I just released a short film this month. Um, it's very simple. Uh, nothing, you know, super dramatic, but it was my first one. So starting with something really easy um, was a nice way to like come to terms with it and, mm-hmm. you know, how long it takes to edit something like that. And I did all the color grading and that took a very, very, very long time, but it was really fun. Um, so definitely intending to do more of those. I have two more planned this year, but I don't know how easy the other two are going to be to film because they're a lot more sort of narr- narrative focused, character driven. So maybe it'll be one a year or something. I'm not sure. sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's the main thing I'm focused on right now. I, I do a lot of writing in my spare time if I'm not doing, you know, the Twitches and the YouTubes and all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Um, where, where can people see your film, by the way? I have it currently as my pinned tweet on Twitter, but it's uh, it basically on my YouTube channel. I have it as a, an IGTV video on Instagram and on Facebook as well. So wherever you like. That's great. That go is so for cool. it. Get in there, guys. Go check that out. God dang it. Did you go to, like, <laughs> film school or something? Or where'd you get most of your skill sets? No, I studied a Bachelor of Mass Communication majoring in journalism and entertainment. So there was, like, a screenwriting class in that. Um, but it, it was mostly a writing degree because I knew that I wanted to be a writer. And, you know, that's a thing I've done my whole life. So the filmmaking stuff uh, is something that I feel like I've just gotten more interested in over time probably by virtue of some of the contacts that I have. It's like I've written screenplays, mm-hmm. like, you know, even since I was a kid and some of them are atrocious. There are some that I like that like this one that I'll, I think I'll probably try to sell next year. Uh, yeah. But it was sort of a thing where I was like, this seems like a creative, fun thing. So let's go make something. It definitely doesn't mean that any of them are um, like, I feel like film school students even would be like, this is incorrect. You've, uh, you've committed several crimes, but I like well, also, the film school students. So. <laughs> film school students might say that, but that doesn't mean that they're right. A lot of film school students have a lot to say a little too yeah. early. It does what, feel that way, yeah. You're, you're going to hear that from film school students. They're going to pick it apart, and then they are people that, while there's nothing wrong with this, uh, have not gone on to work in that field at all, and and uh, so many people are just critical in fucking film school. And they're the uh, most they're common crazy. criticism is, I got. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the most common film uh, criticism I got of the short film was from film students because they'd all tell me they were film students, um, <laughs> and their criticism was this concept is not unique; it's been done a million times. And it's I I don't think it's an unfair criticism, but I did respond to one of those people because they were like that gave so much detail in being disappointed by it not being a unique concept and them having seen it a million times. And I was like, okay, but I've never seen anything like this. I have no doubt that this exists. I have like, you know, it's effectively about COVID. It's not a unique concept to make a film about by any means. Um, But I've not seen a single like isolation related film. I have not seen anyone approach filmmaking in the way that I did in any case. Zero doubt that it exists. But if, if your criticism is supposed to be, well, you probably could suspect that this thing exists even if you're trying to express something and like you want to do that in a creative way you shouldn't because you should assume that it exists so i was like what am i supposed to do with this criticism is like you're telling me assume that it exists just don't make something because other people have probably made something similar like no just make stuff (laughs) honestly i think that's a pretty common film student like problem and people i think that want to get into movies where they think that the concept is where like the storytelling comes from and it's like We've seen sim- like the same story even in films like 
over the last 10 years Every mall done different ways. It's yeah. like the same structure. Yeah, you don't need, like, you can, just because <laughs> something's the same concept doesn't mean you can't tell it from your perspective. That's so, yeah. like, that. I feel like I hear that a lot where it's like, a lot of film students are like, I'm, I'm going to come up with a super unique, like, franchise universe. And if I don't do anything other than that is garbage. And it's like, no, no, you got to, like, hone your craft with storytelling and, like, it's figuring thing, out your perspective. Yeah, that's the thing that I, I think that's, like, the way people want to get into the industry is by having this, this crazy plot. And a thing that I did learn in those screenwriting uh, classes was the main thing that, you know, a lot of people suggest across the board, including, like, very successful filmmakers is when you're writing a screenplay to focus on having complex characters but a simple plot so the plot should be something that is like pretty straightforward that you could explain to anyone but mm. it is it becomes more complicated by virtue of what your characters are actually doing within that plot and i think like that that is totally a thing that people could get wrong because when you're trying to make a complex plot also things get more expensive <laughs> i'm like yeah, i'm trying right. to shoot this short yeah. film in one day with a friend yeah, like, yeah i'm exactly. not trying to save the world you know <laughs> and it's definitely something you can get caught up on but yeah it was it was just a really interesting one they would be like well i'm a film school student and i've already seen seven of these and this is probably the best one of the ones that i've seen but like oh come up God. with a better idea right. nah just create stuff man like Especially if it's someone's short, first short film. Like, I would say this to anyone who's even playing with the idea if you want to have fun with it. Because that's all I was really trying to do, is just create something. Um, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And I always feel like that's a, a good piece of advice for YouTube as well. It's just make the stuff you want to make. Have fun making stuff. Don't be yeah. like, hmm, but is it unique? No, just be you. Just mm. I was actually cool just stuff. about to say that, too. Because with, I mean, I feel like with most people's YouTube content, you, you start with some kind of inspiration for it. But even when yeah. I've seen the frustration with, I'm sure we all have with friends of ours, where someone will make a video like on a topic and they'll get comments like, this person already did it. It's like, okay, but this is their perspective. So this is a different video completely, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, I, I've always hated that, like, this thing's been done. It's like, okay, well, hold on and look at it first and just make yeah. sure. Yeah, that's okay. We're all allowed to make the same stuff, too. Humans are really iterative. It's okay. You're yeah. allowed. Except, just, actually, I'm just getting creating. word that Gus is not allowed to make anything anymore. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That right. is that was just put into law, and yeah. this is crazy. Internationally, it, the whole world just agreed no more Gus content. Yeah, they found out about the mane and tail thing, and they were like, "This guy's got to go." This guy's using horse shampoo. I don't no, want to see a, another God's country ever again. But there's <laughs> horses in God's country, Eddie. That makes sense canonically. Damn. Okay. Would it he have been funnier if I said my cat at three a.m. Gus? Would that have made you feel better? Honestly, a lot. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I couldn't give it to you or give you the the shine or smooth texture that mane and tail can give so your human hair. You fucking heathen. Okay? I got I to gotta hear that more people use mane and tail before I... If they don't, Gus, I'm go going to clown on you so much about this. I think if, you guys should go for the sponsorship. Go direct. That's what I hope. Oh, yeah. we can get mane and tail. Hit us up. I'll start using horse shampoo if you sponsor us. Hey, me too. <laughs> let's, let's, let's commit. We, we all got to get the mane and tail sponsorship. <laughs> we are all horses on this blessed day. Yeah. We're okay. all in the mane and tail commercial. Like, hello. No, before you click off, we are not horses. And but... that's okay. Everybody's using it. Don't judge me. <laughs> Did you know that mane and tail is not just for your horse? Like everyone has a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that you definitely shower with. Anyway. 
He doesn't even have to come in with you. You can do it yourself. <laughs> um, it's easy to use with four human and four animal use directions yeah. on the back. Pick which one applies to the situation that you're currently in, and you're good to go. But after that sponsorship, Gus, I'm sorry, you're done. Internationally, they said no, no more Gus stuff. Everybody said that, yeah. Can I even it's trending uh, on Twitter right now? Can I put out a response to that, Eddie? Yeah, go for it. 